right, here we go. It is a live nightcap, surprise live nightcap edition here on Bearcat Journal. Brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Galactic Fried Chicken. Visit www.galacticfriedchicken.com. Download the app for Android, iPhone, everything Galactic. Get down to Dayton, Kentucky, Wednesday through Sunday, lunch and dinner. Tell them to pump it up. Save yourself 15% off your order or go to the app. Have it delivered right to your front door. Pretty much anywhere inside the 275 loop. All right, let's let's get this show on the road. We uh, we're kind of filling in a, a spot tonight. Uh, no PTP tonight, so uh, we decided instead of doing two shows, we'll just we'll roll this into one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get the tweet out. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's good to hear. Nice sunny day, if even if it wasn't as, as warm as it was yesterday. Yeah. Um Kelly's birthday today. It was Kelly's birthday today. She had a awesome day. Probably day 71 was our best day that we've had since she's been in the hospital. She was up all day. She uh she had fun. She had family visit. Um she got a pink wig. She's wanted a pink wig for a long time. Uh, but yeah, it was great. We got we got some cake. There was a cake mishap. Uh, did you know, Aaron? This is, this could be interesting for uh, for a lot of people in Greater Cincinnati. Cakes melt when you leave a freezer. Well, open? we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna discuss my ignorance. <laughs> did you know? <laughs> yes i i forgot to close the freezer all the way last night when i was taking the garbage out you know you got to clean the fridge and all that I, I left it the, the freezer was cracked and the the 40 uh birthday cake with happy birthday kelly uh melted uh but did you know the uh the raspberry chip ice cream from graders like their signature most famous ice cream they have an ice cream cake for that. Why wouldn't you if you're graders? Yeah. So uh, we got that instead. Um, so I spent $80 on ice cream cakes between yesterday and today. Uh, only got to eat one of them. But it was delightful. It was delicious ice cream cake. It should be a delicious ice cream. You can't yeah. go wrong with graders. No. Uh. I think you're doing the same thing I'm doing. Yeah, getting a little, getting a little uh, social media. Yep. Let people trickle in. There we go. I'm done. Same. Let's get moving. Let's. Um. Yeah, awkward silence. It, it wasn't awkward. It's only silence is only awkward if you make it awkward. I, I'm a big fan of silence. Sometimes silence is golden. Not on a audio and video podcast format usually, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess Aaron, the big news of the day 
John Cunningham in the athletic department announced that they have uh, made a change of course in the leadership of the women's basketball program. Uh, Michelle Clark Hurd let go. Um, a, a tenure that started with a lot of promise. Maybe it was COVID that that sent thing off sent things off the the rack tracks, but uh, probably mm-hmm. more like not ever being able to find a replacement for Ilmari Thomas uh, at, at the top of the roster when when they had things kind of cooking uh, two years ago. She finished last in the American Athletic Conference, and um, it is unfortunate. It, it was time. I, I'm interested in your thoughts. My thoughts are, was a Mike Bone hire, and I believe this is the last of the Mike Bone hires? Or was Googs? Googs, was... Uh, Googs also a Mike Bone hire. Okay, so Googs is still here. Um, in any case, she was 2-14 and 14 in conference this year. Yeah. She was 4-11 and 11 in conference last year. She was six and twelve in conference two years ago. When you, I mean, trending down, like that's that's a Losing, bad place to be. When two years ago you're at six and twelve, and you go, you lose two wins each consecutive season thereafter. That's not good. No, and you're going into the Big Twelve where expectations for everyone should be the bar should be raised for everyone. And, I mean, of course, you're going to say the same thing for the other three schools joining. But if you want to be competitive in these types of leagues, you have to at least show signs of improvement, not be starting at 6-12 and 12 two years ago and trending down yeah. each subsequent year. Um, I guess for me, here's my biggest concern with the women's basketball program. UCF super fan, we're not doing this tonight. <laughs> we're not doing this tonight. Come on. Like, let's. It is. Um, it's very difficult to build a foundation where, where no foundation has existed. Kelly, thanks you, Ed. Happy birthday to Kelly. I, I talked to her just a little bit ago. And she was exhausted. She was struggling to keep her eyes open. It's she literally was, uh, I think, awake for 13 straight hours without getting a nap today, which is that's that has not happened in a long time. Um, it, it's very difficult, Aaron, to build a foundation where one has never been developed. Like I, I think that is ultimately like the the biggest, and, and of course, winning. If they magically find a way to start winning, they catch lightning in a bottle, they make a couple NCAA tournaments, a fan base will start to develop for the women. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, through this athletics journey at UC, there's never been sustained success in the women's basketball program. So you don't have a a base. You don't have a foundation of support. And that makes it a really difficult job. Like you don't have Lori Pirtle had had some good years. Um, there's no denying that. I think she made the tournament four times. 
I believe it's the only four times that the program has made the NCAA tournament. But it's just, I find it very difficult like to build something up if there's no, like, no, nothing to build upon. There, there's no, there's no groundwork. There's no ground floor of this thing. Yeah, when, when Coach Clark Hurd took the job, I mean, she was already behind the eight ball in the fact that there hadn't been a ton of support behind women's basketball. Um, it was an uphill battle since, and you saw that, like I said, in the record. Uh, is that an indictment on her as a coach? I don't I don't know that that's the case, but I think if you see another coach come in and you don't see the support rallied behind the coach for a second consecutive coach – then you're starting to have questions for how much are you really supporting women's athletics? But I don't think that's quite where the conversation is yet. No, I mean, they've had successful lacrosse teams. They, they've seen some success in soccer. Right. The track and field program has been good. Like, I, I don't think it's it, it's for lack of supporting women's athletics, although maybe it's a misunderstanding through the years on how just exactly how much support it takes to build, and and maybe this I think this is probably women's volleyball has still a, yeah women's volleyball has been yeah. successful. Um, I think this is maybe like the starting point of this conversation is that especially since the TV boom happened mm-hmm. and people start getting paid. Paid, paid. Schools really started getting paid. Cincinnati was never part of that upper crust. Right. And they invested, they had to invest almost everything into men's basketball and football. Football and basketball, right. They had to. Um, But now I guess, now you'd like to see that you've got to where you want to go. Yeah. You've got, the goal has been achieved in that regard. Now you'd like to see some of that wealth spread around. Sure, but you're you're also still you got a lot of bills to you get also a lot of to, debt. You also have to sustain the programs that got you there because otherwise you're going to find yeah. yourself in a weird place if there is another wave of conference realignment. Yeah, so you have to be kind of careful. But I, I do think in women's basketball, like the tournament is on TV, and there are avenues to be successful in in women's basketball in terms of what should really matter to a university is the advertisement is the publicity is the raising the bar um, in terms of getting your name out there and getting notoriety and that notoriety turning into admissions. And it hasn't been there. I don't think it's been there with women's basketball. Now, they paid Michelle Clark Hurd a, a pretty handsome sum of money to be the coach here. Was it at the top of the, the market in women's basketball? No, but it was respectable. It showed sign of, an, uh, to my Commitment. point, it showed a sign of investment in the program. Yeah. Uh, but it just, you know. The results weren't there. I just, I worry what it's going to take. And and like volleyball's interesting because volleyball hit on 
a once in, not even a once in a generation recruit, a once in a lifetime player in Jordan. Catching Thompson. that, catching that lightning in a bottle again is going to be damn near impossible. Yeah, and it's not to say that they're not going to be good because I think they run a good, they have a good volleyball program. But to have the but, best Olympian, right? Like, like gold to, winning Olympian to hit athlete? on a, a superstar, right. like that. That's that's really challenging when you're not riding consistently in the circles at the top of the sport in women's athletics. Uh, To bring up another sport, I was just thinking they did hit on uh, several five-star athletes for tennis. Tennis, yeah. And and we'll see how that, you know, those girls, I believe, they're women, the girls at the time that they were committed. Those women, young women, I believe, are now freshmen. I believe it started this fall that that they – came into the program. Um, but I, I just, basketball is the women's basketball. You are going to have to find a, a pretty perfect fit to get this thing moving. Now we'll see there, there is a lot of talent uh, in the, in the high school ranks in Cincinnati and greater Cincinnati. They're, they have produced a lot of high major players out of those ranks here. They have generally uh, matriculated to Ohio State and the Big Ten, um, places with a little bit more of a history, a long-term history of winning. Cincinnati's got to reverse that trend. You don't have to hit on all of them, but you got to get some of them. Uh, breaking news in the last nine minutes since we started this recording. Yeah. NKU is going to the big dance. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Just thought that was worth noting. They they have found their niche in the Horizon League tournament. If they don't win it, they're generally in the finals now every year. So good for them. Um, I just, I, I just think it's tough, man. I think the women's basketball, like Rubik's Cube, is a very hard one to solve at the University of Cincinnati until somebody gets in here and has four, five, six years of sustained success, or at least like four out of six, where like you're, you're, you're tournament good, even if you don't necessarily make it, but where you're on the bubble and you're a team that's building momentum. And we haven't seen anybody be able to do that. Yes, yeah, so Jamel Elliott was a colossal failure. And Michelle, and that was the pedigree of UConn. You hired one of UConn's great players, and and that didn't work. And then Michelle Clark Hurd, who's had some success, didn't work. I think that is Big Twelve women's basketball good. Yeah, I think eight, seven or eight of their teams are in the top one hundred in Ken Palm uh, out of ten. I think the lowest ranked team in the conference was like one forty four. Uh, I saw somebody post on the message board today. So yeah, Big 12 women's basketball is very good. And if and, and to me, Aaron, the fact that it, it hasn't gotten over the hump tells me that this athletic department has to look internally and say, are we are we willing to prioritize it like it needs to be prioritized to make it successful? And if we are, then we have to do it. We have to to go all in because 
men's yeah. basketball and, and football are, are going to drive the bus. But you know what you don't want to be, Aaron? You don't want to be that team that is like every year the bottom of the conference in almost everything else. You, yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to be at the bottom of the conference in anything, period. Like but this. there are going to be, like, you're going to have a program or two. You know what I mean? You're going to have a program or two. Like that... I said, you're, you're raising the bar of expectations. So to, sure. to be trending down, the only where else to go from two wins in the American would be not good in the right. Big 12. Right. So, yeah, last in the American. And they're... I think they were they were just like right around 200 in Ken Palm in women's. So they were 50 plus spots off of the team that's in last place in the Big 12 today. That's that's on John Cunningham to get with his team and figure out what is it going to take? Who is the right person? And let's let's put our resources behind this program to to get it some momentum because it can be a revenue generator. Time will tell. Matt, yes. Look, baseball, does baseball need to step up? Yes. Do they need better results than they had last year? Yes. There's, they're two weeks into this, three weeks into the season. Let's, let's, and, and they're let's coming off the out a little bit. Yeah. They just, they just won four straight games. They're six and six in two days. Like, they're, 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 yes, the Miami game was, was a disaster, losing 15 to 12 to a team that, that's not very good. But you lost three games in a row to Florida. You were kind of reeling. They bounced back. They win four in a row. Let's just, again, you know you know what I like to do, Aaron? I like to let things play out before I judge them. We'll get well, to that later. Now, I was going to say, now that we have um, about, about 40 people here in the, uh, in uh-huh. the chat, um, we are going to switch gears and do what we normally do in the nightcap and do talking about talking. But I did want to tell people who may or may not be interested in the talking about talking portion of what we do here normally on a nightcap. Um, we are going to have a special segment for why we actually went live after we get done with the formalities of the uh, normal standard nightcap. Um, a little you, a little Bearcat Journal State of the Union, if you will. You'll, you'll want to stick around for that, I think. We've got a lot to talk about on that front. Like, I, I know people are restless. They're mad at me. We'll um, get into it. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get you there. don't need to. Talking talking about talking, Aaron. You love talking about talking. Yeah, because it's, it's the one segment I always can count on to be there for me without having to come up with a, what are we going to talk about tonight, Chad? I don't know. And then we talk about <laughs> what we're going to talk about, what we're going to talk about for about 10 minutes. Um, but. Uh, talking about talking today with Coach Wes Miller, as he's he's clearly in tournament mode. Um, he there were shades of Luke Fickle under a rock, um, as he mentioned that he doesn't open Twitter, doesn't social media, doesn't read articles. Um, just kind of goes into zero dark thirty mode. A lot of co- this is what smart coaches do during the season. It doesn't surprise me. It's what smart coaches do because, like, if you get caught up in everything that's said, the minutia of it, all the bullshit, you will drive yourself insane. Well, not to mention, you should be using that time how easy it is to get lost down the rabbit hole, as we all know. But use that time to come up with game plan, scheme, 
take time for a break, whatever the case Sleep. may be. I mean, there's, there's like that's when that usually happens, right? Is like when, when you your day is done, winding do down. This. You, you lay down. You're you're you should be in a situation where you're like winding your brain down. Yeah. You open up social media, and next thing you know, it's two hours later, and you're like, "Shit, now I'm gonna get four hours of sleep tonight instead of six. Like, this is what I've had to do during this process with Kelly. Like, go to bed, plug your phone in, put it on the nightstand away from you, and just put your head on the pillow. <laughs> But that's it's wise advice for coaches too. Don't get caught up in it, man, because then it, it will it comes out in your media uh, availabilities. You start talking about stuff where people are looking at you like, "What is he talking about?" Like it, it just permeates through things, and it's not necessary. I don't think it puts you in a good headspace either, as you maybe change out of what your normal routine is to try and adjust to what people are talking about and. I, I'm. It's a hat tip coming from me that that he's not engaged in these things on social media. But again, it just there were shades of of Luke Fickle there in the way he answered that question. I yeah, but was Luke was funny. lying. I am aware he was lying. It was just. I don't think Wes is lying when he says that he. No, well, and and even if he is, I, I'm I'm guaranteeing it's very minimal, and it's not like he's saying he doesn't watch TV or pay. Right. He's just saying I don't scroll Twitter. Right. Essentially. Which um, is good. If I was a coach, I would delete that shit off my phone. Probably. Not even have a temptation. Right. Just yeah, don't even just have busy... See ya. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good to hear what he had to say about uh, Dave and how senior day went for Dave and for uh, there wasn't much mention of Kalu or Rob there. It was mostly just Dave having himself a game and how yeah. coach coach wants to take uh, senior day and elevate it. I'm not sure how he wants to elevate it, uh, but he said, um, and I think some of this is just standard coach speak because what else are you going to say, but how special the crowd makes it and how special that, how that separates what this senior day is compared to other senior days. Maybe that's true. I don't know, but you know I, what I've missed or UC has never done it. What I'd like to see UC do Um a lot of places let their seniors talk after the game, like address the crowd. That's kind of cool. And I would, I mean, could you imagine how emotional that would have been? Just to say career high. How much gets, school meant to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gets a chance to address the people that were there raining down praise on him. Like I've always thought it would be pretty cool. Now, would it get weird uh, after a loss? Yeah. It'd probably get weird after a loss, if we're being honest. Probably get a little weird after a loss. But well, you just read the room, right? Like, well, if you start it as a tradition, you're doing it. I think it depends on who the loss is to. If the loss is to an ECU, sure, that one's not fun to talk about. Yeah, but talk after. But if the loss is to a Baylor, I think that one you can take that one on the chin, and it'd be a little okay. Yeah, you know what we don't have to worry about anymore? ECU losses? ECU. Ever again. <laughs> ever again. Um, so, yeah. like I, I think that would be a cool tradition to see started. I liked the, the kissing the center court. 
Like anything you can, because I think in in fans that builds a connection to the program. Like I want to see this guy ball out on senior day, get a win, go to the logo, bend down, kiss the sea paw, like we all wish. You know, fans all wish they could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like I like that. I would like to see him talk afterwards. That's just me. So um, outside of that, um, there was just a lot of questions that about Temple, like uh, getting ready yeah. for the, the the AAC champion or the AAC tournament. That coach really couldn't give a an outright answer to because he even mentioned like if they take the 15, 20 minutes to watch the presser, I can't I can't really give him anything here. So right. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna triple team. Uh, <laughs> What's it, with Dixon, is that it, right? No. no. Um, Dunn. Damien. Damien Dunn. Dunn. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't remember his name. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there was there was a lot of coach speak in this one because he's in a situation where he can't, can't give a lot in that regard. That was what I got out of it anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I did think it was interesting. Interesting. He talked about Vic. Uh, getting back up to speed from his ankle injury and how he is kind of blossomed. Well, no, how he's kind of gotten in his own way as he's come back from the injury because he's reverted to some old habits from the beginning of the year that have led to a couple early fouls. Then he can't really get in the flow of things. Um, So, yeah, like I thought that part was interesting. Just like, look, we got to get him back mentally where he was uh, so that, you know, he's out there playing without risking uh, his, his availability, his playing time. Yeah. Um, And he did mention though, as far as Vic goes, just the ascension we've seen from him throughout the entirety of the season and how much his presence meant um, being back with this team coming off the injury and how he's still not 100% yet, um, even without considering reverting into some of those old ways, just that physically he's not quite yet 100%. And they're going to use the next couple of days still to get him back as much as they can before we get into tournament play and, and what that could mean for the team trying to um, either hide what he's still working through to get back to hundred percent or um, just strengthen what he, what he can in the meantime. So interesting thought for you question. Yeah. Do you try to limit him as much as you can against temple knowing that like the, the, the semifinals and finals, you're probably going to have to play Houston and Memphis who are, you know, the easily the two best teams in the conference do you try to get away with that or do you just, you know, do you say, look, no. we got to, we got to fire all the bullets. I think that you can't look past the game that you have in front of you before you win that game. Um, I, I don't think that you can, I don't think that you can really hope that sitting Vic, because what happens if you get behind and now you're down, you know, 12 points in halfway through the first and trying to claw back from down 12 against Temple that can, erupt in a frenzy of offense at any given moment. Um, 
I, I just I don't think that that's something that you want to put your eggs into any type of basket as far as not playing Vic. Now, if you get up and you can afford to rest Vic, I, I think you can go down that road. But I don't, I don't, I think you have to to give this thing all you got until you give it all you got, Scotty. I mean, because there is no game promised after Temple, right? Sure. Well, and there's also if you if Temple wins, you're probably not going to play in the NIT. Like it's probably if you lose that game, that's probably the end of your season. I would agree. Realistically, yes. I don't know. I just think it's like you, you've seen Odie and, and Kalu both step up. Temple does have a guy with with some good size that that can give Cincinnati fits. Um, but I, I would play Vic as like you know I, I would say probably in that twenty to twenty five window. Like you don't want to overstress that ankle going into this game, but you are going to need him to win for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not down with resting him, especially early on. Uh, but if you can if you can get up, you know, 15, 20 somehow, then sure, do what you want to do in regards to Vic, especially because Odie and, and Kalu have proven themselves more than capable of taking over that big spot. Um, interesting question. And maybe we could have saved this for tomorrow. But let's talk about it tonight anyway. Where do you see the, like, do you see in terms of all conference teams, where do you see, like, a Landers? Dave is in a really bad situation in terms of these all conference teams. Well, there's some really good point guards. And just guards in general. Is he a point guard or is he a two? Right. Well, it doesn't matter because there's really good ones and really good twos. In this league, mm-hmm. you've got Clark and Forbes from Tulane. You've got Dunn from Temple. You've got Kendrick Davis. You've got Sasser. You've got Shed. Uh, I know there's there's uh, one of the the guy for Wichita State has been really good uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, the 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 kid from SMU has had a really good year. Now I think I'd take Dave and Landers over him, but um, I think Dave, as great as the, the season that he had, it's going to be tough to get second team. Like, I think he might end up third, even though he deserves to be higher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got, you got the assists, but. And he's, uh, he's still right up there. Like he's not at 19, 20 points a game, but he's at what? 14 and a half, 15. Something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a spot. I think Landers will find his way at least in the second team. On the wing, yeah, I think that's definitely possible. He's your leading scorer. You finish top four. Like you're going to deserve at least one guy on second team. You would think, right? I would think, and it's. I think Vic's a, a hard. I, Matt mentions Vic here in the chat, making a team, even third team. I think I think there's a lot of bigs. Well, and I think the the, the two and a half weeks 
Out. Off. Doesn't doesn't help his case. Yeah. Um. Let's look at his basketball stats. So Kendrick Davis, Jalen Cook, Jalen Forbes. I mean, I don't think you're gonna have Khalif battle in there after he quit. Uh, this is <laughs> this is scoring. This is scoring. Kendrick Davis, twenty one points a game. Jalen Cook, twenty points a game. Jalen Forbes, 18 points a game. Zurich Phelps is who I was talking about from SMU, 17. Sasser, 17. DeAndre Williams, 17. Damn, I forgot about Tyler Harris at 16. Uh, then Landers is in ninth at 16 and a half. Taylor Hendricks behind him. So if you're doing a first team, it's going to have Kendrick Davis. Right. It's going to have Sasser. Yes. You've got to have one of Cook or Forbes, right? Probably. Um, Hendricks is going to be up there. Um, but I think you just made the case for Nolly at least as a second team. Yeah, I would say Nolly would, would fit somewhere in the second team on the wing. But I think you also uh, made the case for Dave out on first and second team. Yeah, I think he's probably, unfortunately, going to be third team, even though, you know, he was, well. Tremendous. He was 13th in points and third in assists. That's a third team guy? Depends. I don't know. Well, here, but here's the problem. First in assist, Kendrick Davis. Second in assist, Jamal Shedd. Third to Julius. Fourth, Jalen Cook. <laughs> that, would, that would be a problem. <laughs> and then fifth is the guy with Craig Porter Jr. is the name I couldn't remember from Wichita State. He had 13.3 points a game and four and a half assists a game. The Vic argument, even though he's not up there on the scoring top 20, he was seventh in rebounds, seven a game, and second behind Jawan Roberts from Houston in field goal percentage. You also just worry, not worry, no worry is not the right word, uh, but Houston was so far ahead of the field. Are they going to get Shed, Sasser, um, uh, the big kid whose name, the freak, Jairus Walker. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Jawan Roberts is number one in field goal percentage, number five in rebounding, and not on the top 20 in scoring, but I don't know. Uh, Houston, Houston spread it around so much uh, in, in the scoring column that they didn't uh, Sasser's really the only guy that was in that top 20 as a scorer and they're the number one team in the country. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I I guess if we're guessing I agree with you, we'll see Landers on second team, Dave on third team. And then okay. maybe maybe Vic is an honorable mention. 
Maybe. Sounds about right. I don't I don't think Vic cracks that top three, unfortunately, because of that two and a half. I think it was trending. Yeah. The, the two he and a half weeks off. I think it was trending second, third team, somewhere in there, for sure. And then you get a couple weeks off, and, you know, it's rough. For those just joining, did want to, as we see a couple questions here, um, did not go PTP tonight. Um, PTP is going to be back next week um, with a special announcement probably at some point this week. Um, but uh, we went with the live nightcap this evening as we are getting through the live nightcap uh, as we traditionally run the nightcap in that, in that format. And then we're going to have a State of the Union uh, state, state of Bearcat. We're just going to talk some BCJ stuff. Address like, here uh, shortly. I, I want to get you guys up to speed because I, I know there's been – like, look, man, you want to just start it? Like, I don't have a whole lot left to say about yeah, I think I think we're – yeah, I think we're about at that point. I just didn't want to transition into it if you weren't quite there yet. Um, I'm there. Like, uh, right. we can we can do this. Um. Any thoughts on Logan Johnson's success at St. Mary's? Logan Johnson's a really good basketball player. He is a really good basketball player at St. Mary's. He would have been a really, really good basketball player and one it's of the best blood. players in the conference here. Like, I love that kid. I, I love his family. Um, I, I am really, really happy for him that he was able to go home uh, and have the success he's having at St. Mary's. Conference uh, defensive player of the year. And he's just having a monster uh, senior season. So really happy for Logan, as I really, really liked him. And he is a dog, no question. Uh, State of Bearcat Journal. I, you got, I'm not overly comfortable like doing this stuff. But I've seen a lot of chatter about BCJ, about where we're at, about a lot of things that um, honestly have been beyond my control over the past two and a half months. Fortunately, the large majority of you have been very understanding. And to that, I say thank you. I appreciate all of you. When Kelly went into the hospital for her stem cell transplant, we were, <laughs> we were hoping, the plan was, that she would be home in a matter of 15 to 17 days. We planned for that. Uh, what made it a lot more difficult in that planning was that there was a coaching change and an entire new football staff that we had to figure out a way to uh, to integrate with. Uh, and some of that, no matter what we did, some of that wasn't going to be able to happen until spring football started. Because in order to, to really build relationships, one, I think there has to be a trust, and this is a trust that we've always built, there has to be a trust that you're going to be around, that you're going to work, that you're going to put in the hours and that they can trust you and they can trust that, that you know how to handle the responsibility of the job by shaking hands, meeting in person getting to know each other, getting to know about somebody's family, getting to know about their past, getting to know about what makes them tick. To me, that is very important stuff. We struggled, and, and struggled's not really the right word, but it's just the reality of it, when the coaching change happened from Tuberville to Fickle. Because we had a shit ton of new people to meet. 
I've talked about it uh, this week with Brian Mason. Brian Mason mm-hmm. came in as the recruiting director. I, Brian Mason and I have become very good friends. Didn't start out that way. It did. Well, if you were to ask me <laughs> what personality type would be the the worst match for Chad Brendel, it's Brian Mason. Brian Mason has more college degrees than I have mixed tiles on my wall behind me. <laughs> he is huh. insanely smart. He's a little bit dry, which he would admit to. His sense of humor is a little bit dry. We we found a middle ground on that because we're both very sarcastic and we like to rib each other quite a bit, like give each other a hard time. I was going to say that became a, a, an endearing trait of his to you. Right. At some point. <laughs> well, I appreciate, like, I appreciate somebody that's going to, like, give it back. You know, like I, like I said last night, if I... If I missed, if I mischarted one kick at higher ground and wrote about it in the, the practice report, I knew I was going to, the first person I was going to see when I walked onto the practice field the next day was Brian Mason alerting me to the fact that I mischarted a kick. And, but in a fun way, like it, it wasn't like, you know, it was like, Hey, next time you might want to get a better angle because that kick was good. And you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember I remember you and Justin joking about that at higher ground while he was still here, while Mace was still here. So I, I definitely get that. Um, and it's it, – David, I don't want this to come across as like like me lashing out at people that are upset with with the coverage over the past two months. You know, you know who's been upset with the coverage over the past two months? Me. Because I, I take a shit ton of pride – in this, in what I've built, in the team that I've built, in what we're trying to accomplish uh, that nobody else in the market is doing. Nobody in the mo- else in the market is like us. You know, Justin is amazing. Justin is a one-man gang. The Athletic doesn't have a team of reporters covering Cincinnati. The Inquirer doesn't, and, and Scott Springer has elevated that beat because he is a really good writer that writes a lot about writes a lot of content about Cincinnati. That that wasn't always the case at the Inquirer over the past seven years. A lot of fans felt like Cincinnati was kind of an afterthought in the Inquirer. Scott will do Cincinnati justice with his content. We will as well. But I got caught in a bad situation over the past two months. It's a perfect storm, had, really. Yeah, we had no control over. There's a coaching change. You need to have boots on the ground, building relationships, building trust, building um, familiarity. I think is kind of like the important word that I that probably doesn't get talked about enough in some of this. It's just the familiarity that that they know you're going to be there. And you're going to be fair. And if things are rough, you're going to, it's, it's your job to talk about things being rough. When things are good, it's your job to talk about things being good. It's your job to be nuanced. It's your job to point out when you think things are maybe trending in a wrong direction, or if you think things need to, to, to get righted. We've talked a lot about with Wes, like he is, he has gone in more of a slow build direction with the basketball program. 
which I think long-term is the right thing to do. But in the short term, that leaves you talking about things like, look, this is a roster that needs more talent. This is a roster that needs an infusion. This is a roster that has more holes than you would like it to have. And if you expect to to win at a, you know, protected seed level at a make the NCAA tournament level, it, it, it's, it can't be on the back of one or two guys. We've talked a lot about that. Some of that is on the staff. Some of that is they understood we're, we're angling for a longer term, more stable rebuild and not throwing a bunch of quick fixes at everybody. Um, so that part has been really hard on me. And, and look, I, I would, I, I'm not, I, let me make this very clear. I wouldn't change a second of what I've done over the past 71 days. I love all you guys. I, I love Kelly Moore. <laughs> like, but we're talking like it's become a topic. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm open enough to talk about it. I'm confident enough in my skin to have these discussions. Um, and, and Aaron knows this, some of like the long-term plan started when Aaron was in Cincinnati. Correct. And then Aaron started a little family up in Athens, Ohio, and he headed to Athens and that took away one of the things that I think Aaron and I both wanted in, in terms of when he joined Bearcat journal was that he was going to be able to be around if there was, if I was supposed to, to be at a press conference and I couldn't make it or if, and you're coming down, which this, I'm not apologizing, Darren, <laughs> let me, let me make that very clear. I'm not apologizing, <laughs> not apologizing. I'm talking people through this because there's some people that, that clearly don't have an understanding. And to those people, one, I would just say, I hope you never ever, ever have to go through something like what we've gone through the past 70 days, because you will understand how and why your perspective changes. But anyhow, so there was some, like, we thought we were building an infrastructure that would alleviate, we've known Kelly is sick for a long time. We knew that there's going to be times where I'm going to have to step away or at least like sidestep for a little bit to, to make sure that my family situation is what it needs to be. Um, but I'll be those there. Things, life, yeah, you'll be there tomorrow, Thursday, but tomorrow life happens. Thursday. Life happens. That's not, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just what how you have to, you know, that's the road and you're driving down the road. And if there's a turn in the road, you got to be able to, to turn the car and you got to be able to figure out how to navigate the situation. I will say, and I, I can't get into names yet. I can't get into um, some things that are happening behind the scenes. But front page content wise, we're going to be kicking ass again very soon. Very soon. Um, that is going to, Brent is going to transition into a little bit of a different role. There is going to be somebody that is kind of the front page guy that that I have gotten to know a little bit over the past couple of years. Um, he works in the industry. He works for a team site right now outside of the network. Uh, I'm really confident in this hire. I love this hire. 
Uh, we, we kind of agreed over the past two weeks as we've been talking um, that we're going to get this in place as soon as possible. So there is more coming on that front. That's really all I can say about it now. It's not far off, uh, especially as we get into uh, the spring AAU recruiting window camps for football in the summer, the summer recruiting window. This hire is going to make Bearcat Journal a lot stronger in a lot of different ways. There are a couple new sponsors uh, that we are in talks with to come on board to help support that hire. Um, and that part of it, I agree. We, we haven't been as good on that side of it. Aaron, how many, how many times have I told you? We're not where we need to be on the front page content, on the, the written word portion of Bearcat Journal. I thought we had fallen. Oh, and I'll get to why in a minute, but. Well, I'm, I'm not certain if I've heard you say that we need more things on the front page, more, or if I've heard you say, I just got home from the hospital and I got to get, you know, uh, Kelsey taken care of and all of that. And where you wanted to write, but just the time allowed to write and get back to the hospital the next day just wasn't in the cards. And so instead of going written form, we still wanted to give the people a content synopsis. So yeah, we, we defaulted to the podcast form, the nightcaps specifically um, more often than I know that you care to, but it was just a matter of what <laughs> there's only 24 hours in a day. I, I do want to talk about the, um, the past year that we kind of, I don't think we really properly communicated this with people. And that's probably my fault. As the Big 12 stuff became public, and if you look around the Big 12, good night, love you. As you look around the Big 12, <laughs> what hat do you mean? We have tons of content. It's called Boomer Wars of Minutia that makes me want to rub my groin to broken. <laughs> Good to have you back, T-Win. Haven't seen you in a while. Good to have you back, brother. I'll even put that one up for you. Um, so when the Big 12 stuff happened, and we were, Aaron and I, when, when I had Aaron join the team, we really weren't sure what direction, like what was, what was the best fit for Aaron. We, we tried some written stuff, which Aaron was really good at. Uh, we found out that nobody gave a shit about the American Athletic Conference. It's really, they they did when we did it in the podcast format. Oddly enough, but <laughs> I think that's because of how miserable I was covering the yeah <laughs> the American Conference. Uh, but writing it, yeah, nobody cared. So we went through three or four different iterations of like what would be best for Aaron when I added him to the team, and and then when the Big Twelve stuff becomes a reality when you look at the big 12 a lot of that content like it is not a message board conference yes there are you know team sites and, and things of that nature but like if you look at like baylor with the 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 sikkim 365 and you look at like john kurtz from kansas state like a lot of the the 
info sharing and communication in the Big 12 was done uh, on YouTube, on podcasts, um, in the audio and video medium. And Aaron and I went through a lot and decided, you know what, let's let's get a YouTube going. Let's find a way to build some additional revenue. Uh, let's let's continue pushing forward and see what sticks. Let's let's throw a bunch of stuff against the wall over the next year and see what sticks as they head into year one of the Big 12. And we did that. We did a lot of that. Was it sometimes at the expense of uh, some of the written content? Yeah, probably. And, and that's on me. I'll, I'll take ownership of that. But we also needed to be up to speed with how the content and information game was changing. Because you don't want to get left behind. You don't want to be at a point where, hypothetically, three, four, five years from now, message boards start dying down. And everybody's getting their content on these formats. Well, you know what you don't want to have to do at that point in time? You don't want to have to start your YouTube page as the the game is evolving and changing. I'm mad at myself, Aaron. I told you this. We should have started a YouTube page five years ago. Not one. I was going to say, if you start doing that while everybody, like, if you started your YouTube page when, like, as message boards were dying, all of a sudden you look like the Pac-12. That's a great point. That's a great point. So we did have a clear focus. Did we shift some of the the things that we did to this format uh, over the past year? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of it was with an eye towards, yeah, maybe maybe some of this, maybe what we did tonight, like a, a hypothetical tonight, should have gone on the message board. But if we don't talk about things that are relevant, Nobody's going to join the YouTube page. We also, had a gonna... lot, we also had a lot of conversation, though, about content that we were going to have here versus having it behind the paywall and things of that nature. So all of those things were always discussed. So it wasn't as if we went into any any show or any any type of conversation that we had here on YouTube without being cognizant of we need to have, make sure that we are still giving people who do pay for the subscription base only their content and not have it all here. So there was absolutely a awareness there in that regard. You know, what's funny is I, I, I also, <laughs> when we go into coach search mode or when we go into like, like anything that's really, really uh, newsy and like uh, daily updates are necessary and, and you're grinding it out. I take a lot of heat on social media because when that stuff happens, everything I, everything goes on the message board. And people on Twitter are like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. This person had it before you. Like, well, we had it two days ago on the message board. Like, yeah, maybe I could have got a little bit more clout on Twitter for, for getting it right on Twitter. But look, like our our bread and butter still is bearcatjournal.com. And that stuff belongs on Bearcat Journal. Way more reading is lame. YouTube is lame. (laughs) Oh. 
Ed's doing man. truffle shuffle. T Win is on one tonight. He's, he's only he's only posted <laughs> twice, so he is on one tonight. Making up for lost time. Welcome back again. Um so yeah, there there needs to be some understanding of it was a business plan. We are now coming out on the other side of that business plan. We grew the YouTube channel. Are we making are we making as much yet out, out, off of YouTube as I, I would have wanted consistently? We're getting there. There have been some months where it's been like, woo, woo, YouTube's working, boy. Depends depends on who the uh, depends on who the opponent was. Right. Arkansas um, week was a great week. <laughs> right. Uh, so th- there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Like uh, people think like. You know, we're just doing this by the seat of our pants. Um, we're not. Like, it, 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 does it? Some of again, it. <laughs> what's that? Some of it. <laughs> Some of it by the seat of our pants. Yeah, it's it's a it's a daily business. Some of it's going to be by the seat of your pants, but there is there is some thought that goes into it. And to anyone that's like, you know, I should have done more over the past seventy days. You're probably right. I probably should have, but I refused. And I don't regret that decision at all. And if you have a problem with that, that's okay. Like that, that's, you are free to have that problem. But if you don't understand that I didn't expect to have to go to the hospital every day for 71 days as part of this, I expected to have it be a couple weeks and Kelly to come home and, and, you know, take a little bit of time to rehab, but to be home. And life to be pretty normal. And instead, I had to spend six weeks where I couldn't go to campus. Six weeks where I couldn't go to campus. I didn't want that. Top G, we've we've been imagining that. Oh, that's, that's what that's, this is all about. We're, we also want to be day one ready. That's that's right. what that's what this whole past year has been. Is we also want to be day one ready, come Big Twelve. We couldn't have started next year and been day one ready. No, we would have been chasing our tail. And thank you uh, for the best wishes. Um, But like that's kind of been, and and we probably needed to say it more out loud. Like we and we had some moments like this where we did try and do that, but maybe not often enough to that point. I would I would agree. But but now here we are. We have a little bit of new blood coming in. Um, we have somebody that's gonna that's gonna be in town and be around and be able to to if I'm not around, be able to cover for me. But also, more importantly, when I am around, be able to have two guys there and be able to consistently. That was the whole thought process when Aaron came on. Nobody else has two guys there daily, like on a regular. And I wanted to have that. Again, life happened. Like, and, and Aaron knows, have I ever been like negative or, or pissed off that that plan changed? I'm still here. You're still here. <laughs> so like, yeah, shit happens. It's the same as in my life. Shit happens. The same as everybody out there. You have shit happen in your life that changes plans we found a way thank god Streamyard came along 
that's the only good thing I feel like came out of COVID was all the different streaming options and what have you. Because we found a way for Aaron and I to basically be in the same place at the same time. And that allowed us to start this and to continue building this and to continue providing something that nobody else in the market is doing. Are there a bunch of podcasts? Sure. They're not doing what we're doing. They're not providing you detailed, firsthand, real, live information. And I'll go ahead and say it. Instead, most of the other podcasts are watching this and then talking about it on their show. It is what it is. We're the place where the news and information is. Or they're, they're reading Justin. It's no different than they're reading Justin's article and talking about it on their show. That's certainly not how part of the punctuation started five years ago or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not be, I'm not being an asshole by saying that. I'm being honest. Like that's that's how this stuff works. You consume the information and then fans have a podcast to talk about. It. There there is a perfect niche in the market for that niche. Niche, niche, niche. There's a perfect place for that. That's the worst, Kai's buys. The worst. Looking at you, Barstool Cincinnati. But we're different. We do things different than everybody else. And we always will do things different than everybody else. That's by design. And I I guess I just wanted to do all this to say, look, if you're mad at me, because the past two months, I haven't been me. Okay. That's, as, as a paying customer, that is your right. You, being mad at me, fine. But I wouldn't change a thing of what I did. Am I working behind the scenes every day to kind of help prevent this situation from ever happening again? God forbid. Yeah, I am. But it's not as easy as just like, oh, here we go. Like, you got to find the right people. Uh, you got to find the right timing. You got to find some partners that are willing to jump in and believe in the vision that you have. I have been selling that. I've been talking about that. You know, hopefully outside of what we're already doing on the podcast front, outside of what we're already doing on the nightcap front, I'm looking forward to maybe, maybe three, two, three days a week, something like that. Having a show that runs in the middle of the afternoon at like two, three o'clock when you guys are all at your desk and you're bored, you don't want to work anymore, or you want to just have something to take your mind off of it, where you get a 15, 20, 30 minute show in the middle of the day, uh, a couple times a week. Um, we're working on adding that. We're working on selling a couple new sponsorships. And like I said, we have somebody new that's going to be joining the team. That's not going to really change uh, anything that's already happening. It's not like I'm removing somebody and replacing them with somebody else. It's that I'm adding somebody new uh, to probably do as much work as anybody here. If it works out like we think it should. And it's somebody that I I have a lot of faith in. Um, It's somebody new. It's somebody I don't think many of you or any of you will know but I think you will like him immediately. He's from Cincinnati. He's a diehard UC fan. Like I said, he's worked, he's worked in the industry for the past couple of years. He actually 
uh, like seeked, is that the right word? Seeked? Sought. Sought me out uh, at AAU basketball events. And we started chopping it up and started developing kind of a connection. And as that has happened, I, I really like the guy. And then he hit me up and said, hey, I'm moving back home. Or I'd like to move back home. And I want to I want to cover UC and I want to be a part of what you guys are building. So um, we've got somebody that is just as passionate as all of us. I didn't want to I didn't want to change that vibe. I I didn't. You guys agree. I like haven't reacted well when I brought in people that are fans of other places. If I sign Russ from SI doesn't I love Russ, but Russ isn't currently out of town and moving back to town. Like you guys listen, you guys got to listen, listen, <laughs> pay attention. Um, also, also I, I put a hard fix, a, a hard no to Russ because his voice is too good and he would run me out of my position. Russ, I, I love Russ. I, his voice I, is silky look, smooth. I, mean, I would not have a job anymore because Russ. My eyes, good. my eyes on Russ to replace your ass. One of his <laughs> you know that. Like I, Russ, I think is a young guy that's got a really bright future. I got my eye on him, but I, this other guy, you know, it, it, it's something that I, I, I think it's going to be a really good working relationship and I think he's going to bust his ass. Um, so I'm excited for him to get back to town uh, and get started. And uh, I'm, I'm really pumped up about that side of the business, getting back up to speed because I agree with you. I agree with the people that are complaining about it. It wasn't where it needed to be. And it needed to be addressed and it needed to be improved. And I've been, how, how long, Aaron? Three, four months? This has been something I've talked a lot about at, at minimum three, four months. Like I was gonna, long before Kelly went into I, the hospital. I mean, truthfully, some of the conversation you've been having this evening already is stuff that goes all the way back to as we were building out what the YouTube channel was going to be. And, and what your vision was for the future. And I think we've already hit on several of the goals that we both had when we started this channel. Um, and we continue to build goals along the way. And ideally, um, it's just going to be something that continues to get better and better as we continue to build on the foundation that not just you and you and I have, have built from the jump, but everyone who has either been a part of contributing as um, people on the shows or even, you know, the, the people who have built the chat family and, and the, the people who take time out of their lives to listen to us. So yeah, it's been really, really cool. That's always been the goal, like make everybody entertained and, and while you're entertained, get you the best information in the market. And we are still going to do that at the absolute highest level. And no, Russ will never be able to read a gambling disclaimer the way that I can. That's <laughs> one, one, of, one of the perks I have going for me. Um, I'm on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, on 1530. So uh, I've got a show to plan that I need to get to uh, here eventually. Um, thank you. Uh, Chad, you rule. Case closed. Um, thank you, Brian. Love you, BJ. Uh, Natalie, thank you. Uh, you're thankful and impressed. I've been, I've been willing to do as much as I have big love to Kelly. That that's kind of the, it, let's, let's be honest. If Kelly can fight as hard as she's fighting, I'm going to push as hard as I can. 
yeah, she's the priority, but I, I still come home every night and I work. Uh, I got so tired working last night that I left my freezer open and melted a $40 ice cream cake. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Thank you, David. I, 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 I do, I do care a lot. I do care. Um, Ed, stop. <laughs> uh, thank you, Darren. Uh, no, it's not ideal, Natalie. I. The garbage had to go out and I was cleaning out the fridge and I the Ed, the cat you is sleep. in the basement. I sleep upstairs. What had happened was what had happened was it was a good it was the strawberry, like the strawberry ice cream cake from Cold Stone that, that Kelly loves. And it's a delicious ice cream cake, I'm not gonna lie. But it did lead to a raspberry chip ice cream cake from graders oh brian if you had any idea how much my heart broke when i opened the garage door this morning to get that cake out of the freezer and the the door was cracked like six inches and i just knew what was behind that door i just knew i knew it was a molten lava of melted ice cream uh trying to run out the sides of the container that you get from so bad so bad it was exactly how your heart looked inside your body at that very moment just melting into a puddle so the the, the sad <laughs> part aaron was they wrote happy birthday kelly they stenciled happy birthday kelly on the cake and that was still there on top of the well but mess. no it had like melted and like <laughs> like spread out it was like happy the words were jumbled like the, the letters you could see the cursive like <laughs> broken oh, as as part of an H went this way and the loop went that way. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Holly Kelly had an awesome birthday. Uh, go look at my Twitter. Her cousin bought her a pink wig, and she rocked that pink wig. Rocked that pink wig. Uh, ice cream trauma. It was well. It was it was Kelly's favorite ice cream cake that I specifically like went out of my way last night to make sure that I had for her birthday today. And then I fucked it up because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh boy. Anybody, any, any BCJ questions, anything you guys want to know? Like I'll be other than names. I can't give specific names uh, on a couple things right now. But anything you want to let know, like anything you want to ask. And again, I just, I appreciate all of you because 97% of the fan base has been very understanding. Um, and I'm not mad at the 3% that some of them have been complete assholes. But I'm not mad at people for like, hey, I'm spending my money. I, I want this level of content. I, I understand that. And it sucks that I haven't been able to give it to you. But I also, again, like I said, I wouldn't change a second of what I've done because my wife has needed me there for her. And if if you're not okay with that, that's fine. I, I, I but I'm I I don't I don't feel any remorse for not 
uh, and actually, here's the thing, Aaron, that I that I haven't talked about. I, I this is how much of a dumbass I am. I thought, well, I'll just work from the hospital. <laughs> you know how stupid that idea was. I mean, you've told me that that didn't really work out for you. Every 15 minutes, there's a nurse coming in or a doctor coming in or like the minute you get into like the writing process and the the, the thought development process, it's interrupted. And then when it's interrupted, you kind of have to go back and like try to find your place and then you start and then it gets interrupted again. And, and it, 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 it's actually the most frustrating stuff that I've done is trying to do that because you know, like, I need to get this up. I need to get this out there and you can't do it because you just can't carry on a collective, like, uh, train of thought. Um, how does BCJ match up with other content sites, subscribers and clicks? Uh, we started out, I believe there's 70 or so sites, team sites in the 24-7 sports network. We were pretty much near the back when I took over in 2016. Uh, we have risen up to, I think in 2022, we were right around 50 in subscriptions and... Uh, right around 44 in revenue clicks like advertising dollars things like that so we still have a long way to go um we were now that we're exiting the g5 we were the top g5 site by a significant margin by the end um i think ecu was actually second and we were nearly double for a time where they were so uh we're doing really well but we still have a lot of room to grow like when i heard i heard some complaints that we're not like michigan and ohio state and their 24 7 sites ohio state has 10,000, 12,000 members of their site we have a lot less than that <laughs> like 20 percent of that so yeah they have 80% more revenue. You know what they can do? They can hire a shit ton of full, full-time people. Yeah, that's that's probably with, if we're 20% of that, uh, that's probably four to five more full-time people than what we have well, right way now. Way more than that, Aaron. Way more than that. Depending on how much you can sign people on for, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, it's a lot. Well, and then your advertising dollars are that much different. And like, yeah. just the subscription base is a big part of it. But think what we're making now. Um and then multiply it by by five. It's it's a whole different ballgame where those sites are at. Yeah, Sam Webb does a great job with the Michigan site because he has a full staff, a full staff working for him and helping him out. Favorite '80s movie? Ooh. Uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Mm. I would say Back to the Fast Future. Times at Ridgemont High, Back to the That's Future. A, Fast Times is a really good one. Uh, a lot of good 80s movies. A lot of good 80s movies. Um, 
favorite FCC player. I don't have one because I don't have time for that. Brian, I agree. Like the F, the the ECU fan base is pretty big. Like it's it's very regional and it's very very centered around Greenville, but like all of Greenville is an ECU fan. <laughs> like I I applaud how much they care. You actually thought that UCF is is absolutely not a message board fan base. There have been a lot of people that have tried rivals 24/7 on three cuz they're so cuz they're so young. No, it's they're they're a Twitter. Well, they're they they their fan base missed the message board like growth. Era. Yeah. They never got it. There was never a legacy site that really like UCF fans UCF as a as a sports school wasn't good until 15 years ago. Yeah. So they're a, they're very much a Twitter fan base. Um, Aaron, they expect a full report on the practice facility progress after your uh, visits Wednesday and Thursday. I don't know why I have to give a full report when you see really like they released a video today. Yeah, there's nothing really happening yet. They'll have first move mm. will be take up the turf so that the turf is removed and can either be repurposed. Uh, sold, da 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 da, whatever the case may be. Um, Crypt Keeper, what's up, brother? Long time, my friend. Good to see you. You were, you were, you're one of the OGs on this YouTube channel, my friend. One of the OGs on this YouTube channel. Aaron, when you get back, yep. Did you want to address the folks that say, uh, the podcasts are free. <laughs> um, I mean, we can address it, I suppose. We did Subathon for a reason. We had to get to, I don't remember the hours. What was the hours? 15,000 hours? Yeah. Like out of viewable hours and 1,000. 10,000 hours, 15,000 hours, 20,000 yeah. hours, whatever it was. Yeah. And a thousand subscribers. Well, we did subathon and we got we hit the hours actually well before we hit the subscribers, oddly enough. Um, probably because we do these two hour podcasts, but ding ding um, ding. <laughs> but we ran the we ran the, the subathon, got to a thousand hours or a thousand subscribers, didn't quit until fifteen hours later when we got to a thousand subscribers. And even when we do these little shows. Um, nothing's free. <laughs> like we're still, we're still making, we're still monetizing all of our content the same way that anyone who has a follower base that subsede supersedes what they require of you. So yeah, I mean, I know people laugh at us at times when they say, "Why aren't they doing written content?" And instead, like, "Hey, here's a free podcast." Well. There's yes, a sponsor for that podcast. Yes, it's a free podcast. We have we do have sponsors for it's free to you, the listener. It's not free. And we we have steered clear of going into positions where we could make more money on our podcasts by either cleaning it up and and going with the 24-7 podcast, which we chose not to do because we like to have the freedom to do whatever the fuck we want. Um, or we have steered clear of having commercials because 
wants that to where like there would be actual like stop video, stop podcasts, insert commercial here. Um, and we did not want to do that to anybody taking in our format outside of the sponsored reads that we have, which we try to cha- transition in and make it as just part of the show. So. And we wanted, yeah, well, yeah, we want, we want, we like to have freedom with our vocabulary. Uh, we also like to have freedom with time. Like one of the things that 24 seven wanted to be a part of their podcast network was can only go an hour. It's like, well, sometimes we don't get through all that we need to say in an hour. Well, never we get through all that we need to say in an hour. <laughs> right. Um, Natalie. She knew exactly what she was doing. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> well played. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. I'm going to podcast this one, Aaron, because I think this one's important for like everybody Mm -hmm. on the podcast page to hear. So Natalie wants to know if we care to elaborate on Prater snaps next year's basketball roster and the apparel deal. And my Mm -hmm. answer is no, no, and uh, no. (laughs) David, There you go, David. David Mann says full disclosure only went to Galactic because of the sponsorship. So it works. Uh, same actually i have only been to galactic because they sponsored us and and it's amazing but but that's another thing that's important to this like ecosystem is i'm not going to bring something as a sponsor to you guys that i don't have trust and faith in like we also well the, the coolest thing about that sponsorship is a it's phenomenal food and b the guy's a former bearcat and the sponsorship has benefited big, both. Big boost to his business, so it's yeah, awesome. Um, Ed, I will time you out for five minutes. I will. I promise. You know, I will. <laughs> Dion's Dion's not sitting well with the folks in Colorado already with some of the things he has to say. So it's going to be an interesting case study. In, in life, kind of. Uh, but yeah, so like, the, yes, you are getting the podcast for free. You are getting the video for free. But we are not doing it for free. I think that's something that's important for people to understand. It's not for yeah. free. It is free to you. Because we have spent a lot of time on the back end cultivating relationships, building sponsors, building the YouTube channel, building ways. Like the whole, what was the whole point of this when we started doing it, Aaron? Add revenue. To pay me? (laughs) To pay you. Yes. To pay you, to help pay Brent. It it helped pay Jeff and Dave when they did the brunch. Um, Like it's open your eyes to see that what we're doing is growing Bearcat Journal. And we're growing yeah, sometimes you, you can't make a ton of free content on social media or you end up like Jackson Mahomes. Ding, ding, ding. That guy. Yeah. Uh, it, no black hats on the stream tonight. Is this now a beta podcast? I just, I, I had a hat on all day. My 
sometimes my hair needs my head needs a breather. Um, no white, no white hats either. So, I mean, I can go with the red hat if you'd like, but I I don't ha- I don't own a white hat. I couldn't I couldn't I don't have a white hat in my rotation, mainly because I sweat way too much and the white hat would be destroyed. Um, but I do I do want to give a huge thanks to all of you that rock with us every night here on these shows and then listen to them in the in the morning uh listen to them when you're getting ready for work listening to them when you're on your way to work like that's what allows us to do this you know why you know why nobody else in town can do what we do um unity that listens and is is able to bring in sponsors that are willing to advertise because they know they get return on their investment. What were you gonna say? I, I you, your audio cut out there for about a second and a half, two seconds. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. We we do part of like in large part, this is able to happen because all of you are here, because we can give numbers that say. We're going to get you thirty to 50,000 views a month on this YouTube channel. We're going to get you ten to 20,000 uh, overall listens on a show uh, every month. So you guys make this shit happen. Uh, I would love to find, a, like, if you guys want to record ad reads and we'll just play them, like, we can do that. <laughs> That'll be our, that'll be our, just, we'll, we'll, we'll do a, an ad read. We'll, we'll just put like the galactic fried chicken logo up on, on our uh, TikTok, and then you can stitch your, your ad read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the golf scramble happening? Uh, I, I, I can't say yes at this specific point in time, but it is something I want to do, something I intend to do, something I intend to make happen this summer. Um, we need to get our ducks in a row. That's probably going to be a lot more feasible uh, when we can get Kelly out of the hospital and I can get life back to normal and start uh, having some meetings and start like figuring out what's the real number of people that we're going to have do this thing. I, I almost think we're kind of, um, we're kind of in a a tough situation because the people that say they're interested mean we are going to have a golf outing that is way too big for anything that's like feasible in terms of like how we do it. Um, I've got a, I've got a lot of people to talk to that know a lot more about that world than I do in terms of the best way to manage and handle it. But I can say this, Cincinnati, uh, since he reigns is on board, I know, uh, the people in the athletic department that, that have a lot of interest in it. And because of that, yes, it, we are going to make it happen. I just don't have a lot. I can Any share with you on what that looks like. It literally, like when we had Doug on, uh, to talk about the golf team, it just popped in my head and we were like, Hey, let's, let's try this. 
And the response has been overwhelming as to how many people want to be involved. And we just have to make sure, again, I don't want to do anything that, like, I guess here's a perfect example. We've had some times with uh, the Holy Grail where there has been stuff going on at the banks that would make it a bad experience if I sent you guys down there for a watch party. And then the place is so overfilled that nobody can get a table. Everybody's going to be upset because they mapped out their day to watch the game down there. Um, we want to make sure that if we do these things and you guys are into it, that we have the right format, that we have the right um, process to make it an enjoyable experience for everybody that decides to come and be a part of it. You mean you didn't want it to be like when you had the watch parties at Tassel House and it was too crowded to do anything? That was wild because that place is a giant open like warehouse. And it was and still it was, too It was too crowded. Show, like, yeah, it was it, like you couldn't. It was 30 minutes to get a beer at the bar. That's kind of why we had to, like, through no fault of Taft's, we kind of had to find a bigger, different setting. <laughs> um, so that is that is another one of those things that's important to us. We have to make sure if we're going to do something, we don't end up pissing off 50 people who showed up and when when we've done the, the watch parties it's been a chill enough day at holy grail to where we can mingle and run around to from table to table person to person and there have been some like all of them have basically been every table in the place is full but just not like it's not shoulder to shoulder and the holy grail is a little bit more i think the biggest problem at tafts is tafts wasn't ready for us like they thought they could like normally staff their bar, like handle it like a normal Saturday or whatever the case may be. Um, and they couldn't like, we just, we, we overfilled the place. And if it's 30 minutes to get a beer, the people waiting 30 minutes to get a beer are not happy. So that's always been a consideration. That's, that's always been something that we keep front of mind and we talk about a lot uh, as we're we're going through these processes, um, I know there was there was uh, one event that would have would have clashed with SantaCon at the Grail, and Jimmy from the Grail was like, "Hey, look, uh, if you send your people here tonight, they're gonna have a bad time." <laughs> and it was like, "All right, then we just won't do it tonight." Like that's that's the kind of care that we, we we take when we do this for you guys. I'm not ready to do uh to do all of that yet, T Win, but uh like a, a bowling league or a, a softball league. I we do, we could do a bowling league. But that's also like a like a you know those things last what like months like two three months. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm out on that. I'm not gonna drive two and a half hours for bowling. But I mean, we have a, a lane. Like we have 
people we, we, we connect with and know that we could we could do something like that. We're not ready for it yet. Uh, we did not discuss the wolf appearance on Rogan yet. I have not had a time, like, quite had the time to go through uh, all three hours. I didn't even know about it. Oh, he's on Rogan, and it is the stuff that the stuff I've gotten to. He talks about microdosing mushrooms before games. Shocker. Wolf is a wild boy. Wild. He killed a mountain yeah. lion with his yeah. bare hands. Yeah. Bow and arrow, mountain lion. Like, tracked it a thousand feet up a cliff for what it like. He's, he's wild. Uh, I've listened to some of it. I've not gotten through all of it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ed, you know how many people would sign up to fight you in a BCJ fight night? <laughs> I might be able to pay the new employee just on that alone. <laughs> 25 bucks, you get to fight Ed on Oculus. 50 bucks. Tonk. 50 bucks, you can fight him for real. <laughs> you versus Tonk, Ed, you would get your ass kicked. Uh... <laughs> A softball league, a softball league would be awesome if we could ever pull it off one of these days down the road. I would, that would be fun. Beer, beer, softball with a bunch of BCJ members. Getting too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I got, I got shit to do. Anything else you want to add to the State of the Union, Aaron? No. All right, you already got us out. We're, we're good. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I thought this was an important conversation to have. I appreciate all of you for being here. I uh, I appreciate uh, everything that you guys do for us. And I love the fact that we provide the type of content that keeps you guys coming back uh, pretty much five, six nights a week. Thanks to all you knuckleheads. T-Win, you're in charge of the softball league. You keep, you keep asking for it. Be careful what you ask for. We'll see you tomorrow night. It's the Nightcap brought to you by Galactic Fried Chicken right here on BearcatJournal.com. See ya.